All right, so Be'ez Hashem tonight, we're starting with uh, Shalom Bayis. And of course, I'd like to have, as all things that we learn together, I'd love to hear your feedback of those things you would like me to discuss. But tonight will be a Hagdama, and, uh, and feel free to add, uh, subtract to what, uh, to what we're discussing. This is a very different type of limud. This is the same chair. You know that we sit and we discuss Yaradeya, and uh, it's a it's a very very different type of limud, and uh, so we'll we'll remind each other uh, about that hopefully as we we learn together. But I'm going to start of all ways with the Balamor. Shalom bias or the Balamor. Don't worry, you're in the right classroom. Um, the Balamor not. The Balamor on Balakama or in Chulin, but the Balamor in his introduction to Shas. The Balamor describes the ex- phenomenon of a nefesh, and he begins. We're not going to connect it to why he begins Shas this way, it's not important. But it's Torah and it's Avodas Hashem. Bimikomos Rabim, because of Nikras Hanefesh Hachaya Kavod. There are many places that the nefesh is described as kavod. So the rejoicing of a person is referred to the rejoicing as his kavod. And the Balamar goes on to discuss why that's so. Why is it that the Nefesh is referred to as kavod, and he answers the question, and he says, karu hakavod." The chachme hamechkar also said that the kisei of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is also kavod. Asher It's well known in Kabbalah that our nefesh comes from tachas kisei hakavod. Our sugya that we're discussing is much more important than Bava Kama and Gizel. The sugya that we're discussing is the sugya of Nishamos Mitachas Kisei HaKavod. That's what Shalom Bayes is about. And the Balamar says that's why the Nefesh is referred to as Kavod, because you and I and our wives are a chelek Mimal. And therefore, we want to emphasize that part of the individual. It's not just he's, he or she is a nefesh, but they are the chilek of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kavod. Of course, this explains why Hamalbim Pnei Chaveo Barabim is considered as if he murdered him because he's undermining that individual's kavod. And the kavod is the essence of a person. Now, kavod could be very bad. That's bad kavod. But then there's good kavod. The good kavod is when a person's in touch with kvodi. Kvodi is the chelik elokami that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Maharal in the Siva Avoda, Simen Ches, has a similar type of idea in regards to hoda'a of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if you look at this Balamar, he also refers to the nefesh and the kavod as being hod, as being the glory of man. And the, ba- and the Maril, Maral writes 
kasher mazkir hoda'a, when a person mentions hoda'a to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, meiser atzmoy l'Hashem Yisvarach, he's not only recognizing the good that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving him, but he's giving himself over, v'shvil ha'toiva sha'asa isai, kizu inyan hoda'a, what is hoda'a? Shelo yotza davar mirishusa yisvarach. When a person thanks HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then that individual is being moda shalesle migar klum. He's conceding that there's nothing outside of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now this is not a class that's meant to be his orus and avodas Hashem. This is orus for Shalom Bayis. And we'll explain. The Balamor said that kavod is connected to the word hod. The Maharal writes that Hoda'a and Hod are one because Hoda'a is when a person is recognizing their Hod. Their Hod, their glory, what the Balmor referred to as Kavod, is that they are directly connected to Kutcha Brichu. So Hoda'a is the moment in which, when we recognize that Kodesh Baruch Hu is the source of everything, is the moment that we reveal our own glory, our own glory of being connected to Kudsha Brichu. Kishemoide, the lesle migar klum, is the moment in which we bring out the hod that's inside of us. Adkan divrehamara. Of course, the antithesis of hoda'a, the antithesis of hoda'a, is to be kafuitov, is where a person is disconnecting themselves from the source that they're supposed to be connected to. I'm rejecting the idea that it is this person who helped me out so much because I don't need that person anymore. I'm disconnecting. The moment in which a person is moda is the moment in which a person is connecting their hold either to another individual or connecting to Kutsha Brihu themselves. The title of our introduction to, to Shalom Bayez is of the first year. Just the title of the first year is Hakaras Kvoda, recognizing her kavod. In other words, we're not going to be very practical tonight. In the few minutes that we're going to sit and talk right now, I want to develop the usodos to sort of be ma'orer. We'll, we'll, we'll give a few practical examples and we're going to break down the different shirim to different important topics within Shalom Bayes. But the first shir, what I want to do is just to really, really understand the significance of the avodah of Shalom Bayes and understanding what, what this means, hakaras kvoda. So again, with the framework at play, the framework is that at the end of the day, when a person's moda to someone that they're supposed to have hakaras hatov to, then ultimately what they're doing is recognizing that their what they have is attributed to something else, which ultimately leads to hakadosh baruch Hu, which brings out the hod of the individual, and also the other thing that they do is that they become connected. They truly become connected. So when the moment in which a person is recognizes the depth of the relationship with his wife, A, and B, 
recognizes her greatness and every single person here's wife is a great person, just like we say in Shalom Bayeshim for women that every single person's husband is a great person. You know that in, in Breslov they have Shalom Bayes books that you're, we're going to talk about a couple of the Breslov or Shalom Bayes books eventually. In Breslov the, the, there's a rule that the men are only allowed to read the book for men and the women and Rabbi Arush has that if you read the woman's book for men he says you're going to go to Gehenna and you're going to burn and you're going to terrible, terrible things if a man opens the... And the, the reason for that is because what we're going to do in Shalom Bayez for Men is to emphasize the things that we need to do. And you're not supposed to think about what your wife is supposed to do. You're supposed to think about what you're supposed to do. And what happens is when, when a person begins to recognize how fantastic, how profound, how special their spouse is, then you have the ability to elevate that relationship to the point where there's a ruchnius, where the two of you are really, really, really working together. The next level, of course, about this, of working together, of course, is the famous Zayar. This fits in amazingly with the famous Zayar embraces. The Zayar describes that once upon a time, Zachar unukva haisa kailelas, that man and woman's neshamas were once upon a time, every single one of us, the neshama of a husband and a wife, were once attached. And they're separated, according to the Zohar. The whole avoda of Shalom Bayis, according to the Zohar, then is for us, in our neshama, to reconnect the two neshamas that were originally one. And what's the manner that we go about doing it? The manner we go about doing it is so obvious. Is hakaris kvoda. In other words, everything that we're going to discuss in terms of communication, in terms of respect, in terms of problem solving, and all of those things are not some practical issues where we want to practically build a house that could be the best that it could be because we want the best home for our children. For sure, that is a practical perspective. There's something much deeper that's taking place in Avodah Hashem. Sholem Bayis is being Megala the Hod of our Neshamas. Sholem Bayis' Hakaras Kvoda is recognizing that her Kavod is her Chelek Elokamimal. And when I recognize that, that Hodah creates the reunification of those two, of those two Neshamas. So let's talk practically. I used to ask the question, I'm not going to ask the question anymore. How many people do laundry in their house? The men and how many people do the, does the woman uh, in their home, their woman does, their wife does the laundry. If your wife washed, washed your socks in the last week, when was the last time that when you took the sock out of the drawer you thought about how the sock ended up there. Now notice what I've done. I've gone from the Balamor's introduction of Akars Kvoda 
and the Zohar. And these very lofty ideas, those lofty ideas are not lofty ideas. That's the socks. It's directly connected to the socks. In order to have appropriate hoda, we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything. Al-Nisecha, Al-Nifloosecha. It's a beautiful pshat. That the Chassidus, they say, Nifloosecha is also Miloshan Pele. Pele could be used to describe something that we wouldn't think that's wondrous at all. Pasuk says in Devarim, Ki pale mimcha davar dam ladam din ladin. When you don't know what's going on. So in Chassidus they say, Niflo secha, we're thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even for those things that we don't even know we're supposed to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for. Those things that are concealed. Those things that would seem at first glance were actually bad things and not good things. So we thank our Kaddish Baruch Hu for everything. And according to the Maral, what's the emphasis over there? The moment in which we only thank our Kaddish Baruch Hu for the great things and not for the small things is the moment in which we are undermining the essence of Lesle Migarme Klum. In other words, in this regard, the world is black and white. The world is black and white in the sense that at the end of the day, it's either everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we recognize everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or we're not recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the same Lahavdil when it comes to the next thing lower than the Kisei HaKavu, when it comes to Neshamas. Either we recognize everything of the significance of the Neshama, or we're basically, we're basically denying Chas V'chalila, the significance of one's wife's kavod, undermining the significance of her kavod. For those of you whose wives did do the laundry, and for those of you whose wives have, in the last while, cleaned up the house, there's a very, very important question that you need to ask yourself. And that is, did your wife, when she was in high school and she was taking the SATs, did your wife ever sign up to become a cleaning lady? Did your wife ever sign up to be a cook? And Chas say this with the door closed, I'm going to be a little sharp now. Did your wife ever sign up to be a prostitute? What's the difference? What's the difference? And the answer to that question is one thing. The difference between whether she feels like a cleaning lady whether she feels like a cook or Chas feels like a prostitute, is one thing, and that is whether you recognize who she is and appreciate her for everything that she wants to be in the relationship. And the moment in which a husband begins to take his wife for granted, 
is the moment we don't appre- we don't realize. There are times that our wives have been hurt, and they and they feel that they've been and they f- feel that they've been taken for granted or been ignored and so on. So when you're ignored, when your chavrusa ignores you, or your wife ignores you, at the end of the day, so you've been ignored. You wanted more attention. You wanted more appreciation. Your rebbe it didn't didn't uh, give you the time of day. Whatever it might be, or your parents didn't give you the time of day. So you were ignored. When your wife is ignored, you've turned her into all of the above. You've turned her all into of all above. And the only thing that she wants, the only thing she wants, and we have Pasuk and Chumash, Ve'eli Sheikh Chuka Seikh, the only thing that she wants is to truly be appreciated and valued by her husband in terms of her neshama. And her neshama magically, it's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world. Her, her neshama feels she's on the top of the world when she feels that she's appreciated by that other neshama. Because what happens is, finally her neshama has that point of resting place. In other words, she feels that sense of completeness. Her neshama drives her to cook, to clean, even though in her professional career she never would have dreamt or never wanted to sign up for it. But she wants to sign up for it. She wants to, she wants to be the cook. She wants to, to give to her husband. But what she wants is also to be appreciated. And she wants to have relations with her husband. But what she, and, and she wants to do that. She wants it. But there's one condition. That night is that she feels Hakara's Kvodah. And the moment that she feels Hakara's Kvodah, the moment there is Hakara's Atov, the moment in which I spent a few minutes thinking about where my socks come from, the moment in which I spend that time is the moment in which I, I'm saying, not that I recognize that she's, that she's a good cleaning lady, but I recognize how, in Yiddish the word is, Iber, Iber how given over she is to making our neshamos join, because it doesn't make any sense. I had, a, I had a Talmud, whose mother is one of the most famous doctors in New York. I won't say which field, because I might give it away. And he said to me, that when his mother comes home, all she wants to be, she could have someone cleaning the house, she could have Someone cooking, she wants to clean. She wants to cook. She wants to be a regular mother and wife. And that's a pasuk in Chomesh. No matter what a woman's professional accomplishments, at the end of the day, she wants to be ibergegeven, given over to her husband. But whether she feels that she's a clean lady, cook or prostitute, is going to be dependent on whether the husband's able to, to show that he really appreciates that. Now, I'm not saying that, uh, that every woman, if she had a choice, is going to want to clean the house. But what every woman would do, and who knows if she would have the financial wherewithal, well, might very well be that she would you know, hire a cleaning lady and so on and so forth. But the most basic components, like the Mishnah and Subas describes, the most basic components about a husband-wife relationship she wants to do she wants to do that she doesn't want to give it to anybody else she wants to do that but at the end of the day the husband has to want to to really really reciprocate in terms of appreciating
It's a fascinating phenomenon, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world. So what does it mean, Tachlis? Rabbi Salanter had this uh, beautiful, beautiful line. Rabbi Salanter said that when you compliment your wife on the soup, it's like complimenting a Rosh Yeshiva on his Pshan Rambam. The Rosh Yeshiva, his whole, his whole mahus was that he was trying to figure out. That's his whole essence. Whether she spent five minutes making the food or whether she spent an hour, at the end of the day, that compliment is, is, is not just making things functional. There's something so much more profound that's happening. So much more profound. What's happening is Akaras Klodad. What's happening is the two Neshamas are linking with each other. But it's not easy. Because you know what happens often? What happens is we often, the nature of a person is to focus, and that's, it's Avodas Hamidos, is to focus on what's not there as opposed to what's there. What we're disappointed in. What the shortcomings were. What, what our wife didn't do as well. But that's scandalous. That's absolutely scandalous. Because the moment in which, which a husband does that is the moment in which he's now denigrated her into the above, above things. Because what, what he's done is, if he's negating, if he's focusing on what is not there as opposed to what is there, so then what he's done is he's really denied this whole idea of, of the linking of those two neshamas. And so therefore there's a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous uh, avoda in terms of spending real, real time to make sure that there's real work on Akar's Kvoda. There was a Talmud that came to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, continuing on with Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. A Talmud came to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter and he, he said, to, said to Rabbi Yisrael, I bought my wife a gift and she didn't appreciate it. And I tried. I bought her a gift. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter said something supposedly very sharp to her. He said, you didn't buy her a gift, you bought yourself a gift. There are two ways to buy a gift. You could buy a gift because you want to appease her. You could buy a gift because you want to apologize for something wrong. And then you could buy a gift because, pardon the Stevie Wonder reference, you know, Stevie Wonder said, I just called to say I love you. So you could just call, you could just buy something just because you want to say, I love you. That's, that's a totally different darga. That's Hakaras Kvoda. So therefore, the compliments, you have to think about what the compliments are. Are the compliments of things that are important to you or the compliments something that's important to her? The appreciation. You know, it could be someone here who's sitting here who, if they come back from this Shalom Baishir and they say, thank you for the socks in the drawer, your wife might say, that's ridiculous. They might, she might not appreciate that at all. My wife might. And therefore, you know, it, it's a chachma. 
It's not something that's so easy. It requires Chachma. requires Chachma to think about what her neshama is and what is the appropriate way for me to link with her neshama. So I'm telling you that there are so many things you need to think about and then with your Chachma, you have to be able to find the way that the neshama is going to link with her neshama. What is the thing that is going to speak to her? But Rabbi Sol Salanter is saying, are you doing something just to ease your consciousness? Are you doing something because you have an agenda? Or are you doing it because simply the only reason is because you want the two neshamas to join better? I have a, a situation where I was guilty of Rabbi Sol Salanter's story. I read the story much later. This was still when we were living in Washington Heights. And I was, I, I was semi-guilty. What happened was, uh, we were living in the Heights. I was in the Kol Elyon at the time. And my wife, at a young age, got a job to teach nutrition in Stern College. So I wanted to, you know, to sort of celebrate with her, compliment her, or you know, to appreciate. So I went out and I bought her a briefcase. A black briefcase. And I brought it home to her, and I gave it to her, and she said, "What is this?" So I said, "This is you're going to be teaching next year. You know, she's going to be a, an adjunct professor. I figured that you should have a briefcase." And she looked at me and she said, "My bag's something wrong with my bag?" I said, "No, no, no, there's nothing wrong with your bag." So um, it turns out that that briefcase was like the last thing that she, that she thought that she needed as a teacher. What I had done was I had it was even you know it was even black. What I had done was I had I hadn't successfully gone from the male side of the neshama to the female side of the neshama. That black briefcase sat in the closet for two years. Eventually, I started using it. <laughs> that and so therefore I failed in that avoda. Yeah. And we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. We're, there are times that we're not going to be able to connect really to appreciate what she wants. But, but that requires forethought. It requires time. It requires us to be able to, to really, really um, make the effort to think of where she is. Yeah? Would you, would you recommend complimenting something? Like, let's say you appreciate A more and... Thing B is what she would appreciate hearing commented on more. But the compliment A is something which is authentic and genuine from you because you actually appreciate it a lot. But like you're saying the soup, like, I don't really care if soup is good or not, whatever. So that would be an inauthentic compliment until I cultivate like a total authenticity of right. appreciating what I don't appreciate that much. Okay. Uh, that's a very important question. If I could crunch the question, the question is, the things that my wife is doing for me, there are some things that if I would compliment her, she'd appreciate a lot, but are things that aren't that important and significant to me. And then there are other things that are more significant to me, and therefore maybe I should focus on complimenting those because those are things that are more authentic in terms of my thank you. So that brings us to a very, very important result. And that is that if you and your wife are really nish- the same neshama, if the Zohar is right, and it's right. So if the Zohar is right, that you really, really want neshama, then what's important to her should be important to you. You should be able to make that authentic. 
you should be able, it's hard, it's avod, it's vahavta recha kamocha. You should be able to work on it. Not, not you should, this is not a, 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 a criticism. It should be that you should work on yourself, that if I know that this is important to my wife, then it should be important to me. So for example, if you know that she's been spending a lot of time thinking about how to make the soup right, and to you it doesn't take, taste that much of a difference, but authentically you notice how she made the soup better, and you know that she is rejoicing with that, then, or she can rejoice with that, then that's something that you should rejoice with. You know the famous story, of course, of Barry Levine, Barry Levine and his wife go to the doctor and her foot was hurting and Barry Levine and Sikha says, our, our foot hurts. So this is the modern example of our foot hurts. If we might not be on Barry Levine's madrega, that we might not actually feel the, the foot that way, but it, the answer is if it's important to her, it, has, it should be important to you. So therefore the avoda should be to, to really, really rejoice with her rejoicings. And that was my mistake. I rejoiced with her, what she was rejoicing with, but I wasn't able to tap in to what she would really appreciate as a way to rejoice. Now, you guys are Baruch Hashem young couples. Don't be angry at yourself if you sometimes miss. Because it takes years to learn. That's the beauty of marriage. That's the beauty of a Jewish marriage. We're going to talk about this in the context of intimacy and so on. The beautiful part about marriage in Yadus is marriage gets better as it goes along because you're learning about each other. The beautiful thing, Ashrecha Yisrael, you have a couple who who really have they they have not been together. They really don't know each other, um, and they're they're starting to be intimate with each other and so on. There's so many things that they're learning when they start out, and they're gonna make mistakes. They're gonna make mistakes, and the beautiful thing is that in contrast to the secular world, that by the time that they get married, they're already mildly bored with each other so then they have to then they have to get married to 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 create some type of new new spark for us it's the opposite for us the way it works is that marriage is the beginning of a learning process and things are going to get better both in terms of intimacy and things like this in terms of over time i've learned those things that uh that my wife would appre- would appreciate and i wouldn't make that mistake again i'll make other mistakes but that mistake i, I probably am not going to and, and not going to make to make to make again, and that is the beauty of of learning to appreciate what she what she appreciates, and then authentic is to really begin to rejoice in the things that that she rejoices in. Now, I'm not suggesting you should enjoy going shopping. That's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying. What I what I am saying though is when your wife comes home from shopping, and she feels. Uh, good about about herself you should be able to rejoice with her in that she feels she feels good about it unfortunately this the story is is humorous story it's become a little bit sad because she just passed away uh, tragically um someone told us who knew revruve i i hope i think they would feel comfortable discussing saying this someone who knew revruve feinstein's uh, wife zechron lavracha well so she, she used to say that um that what she would do is find a way that her, even to bring her husband into the joys of shopping, that she would go shopping and she would buy herself a dress and she would come home and she would bring it to Rebruven Shlita and say, here, give it to me as a, as a present. Give it to me as a present. So he would give her, he would give her the dress and she, that for her as, 
she was on a madrega. That was she felt that her husband uh, bought her the present. So the story goes that the the dresses that her husband bought for her, the girls would call it daddy's dresses. So one one day they were one of the kids, the five they were in, eating in the lunchroom of uh, MTJ, and one of the kids screamed out, "Ima, is that daddy's dress?" So. Uh, so that that is something that, which was quite embarrassing to the family, but uh, but at 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 the end of the day, that's something that they found a way. Rebruva and Shlita found a way to sort of in in their way. Every every couple's going to have their way, but they're going to have a way in which he he's going to connect with something that he's really mufka from. To answer your question, that he he doesn't enjoy shopping at all, but they found a system that works, and that's it. In other words, to find that system that works. Now, for other women, that would be a joke. She wouldn't feel that her husband bought from her. Other women would want that each rela- for her husband to go with her. So each relationship is going to have its own set of dynamics. But I'm giving an example of a couple that found a way that uh, to make really, really to make that work. That that requires an ayin tova. It requires an ayin tova. An ayin tova to be able to say, wait a second. I'm going to focus now. I'm, I was really frustrated because, because of what happened earlier today. My wife said that she was going to come home at a certain time so I'd be able to leave, and she didn't come home. She came home an hour later. And to be able to pull ourselves away from that frustration and be able to focus on the other things, to be able to tell her that the soup tastes great, that requires Ayin Tova. That's a real avoda Midos. But that's the way the Neshamas are going to connect. And we'll talk about constructive criticism. There is place, in my opinion. I'm not, I don't have the breast liver shita as far as constructive criticism is concerned. Uh, there is place for constructive criticism. But at the core of the marriage has to be Akar's Koda. At the core of the, of the relationship. Yeah? I don't know if anybody's going to get to this in terms of practical realizing. Having that Akar being realized, is there more than obvious verbal you know, appreciation thank you, thank you? So I'm timing that the way in which it happens is first, the first step is for you to spend time thinking about it and then it will come out. Not in terms of thank you, but in your conversation, you're going to show appreciation. And so it's not so much the word, the two words, thank you. It's, it's, it's the whole attitude. It's the whole mahus, as opposed to us each one of us having two functional components to make this marriage work. This is not about functional marriage. This is not about a functional house. This is about the two neshamas coming together. That's that's the yisod. Yes, Shlomo. Um, I don't know what the Hagar is in terms of what we already mentioned about the, that you're responsible for that you bought yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, even something you know like calling calling and saying I love you or like something, it, it's all. Oh, some sort of total for you. Meaning, you feel good about it. You're, you 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 feel good that that your wife feels good about it. Like, there's always some sort of like I don't want to say self-serving, but like, you know, it always like does something for you. So I'm saying, is that okay? Like, mitok shalolishma type of thing, or is there a way to, to There is mitok There is a value mitok shalolishma But I would say that one should be working, striving to the place, like. Even when we say to mitok shalolishma balishma, we we say that there should be a place where you're striving for to reach the lishma place. And I w- I strongly disagree with the behaviorists who say that at the end of the day everything that we do 
is is self-serving. At deep down, that everything we do is self-serving. I think that there is something that can come from a pure place. Not in a selfish way. I'm saying, I'm just saying as as a as a totsa. Right. The to- so the totsa that you're looking for is for our two neshamas to be joining together, and all tovos come from that. Right. All the tovos uh, come from that. But it's it, but. If a person is honest to himself and he says, wait a second, I'm doing this because uh, I want to ask her about having guests for Shabbos, so therefore, who I want to invite, and therefore I'm doing this, so then then I might recognize that that's why I'm doing it, but I want to get to a place that's above that. I want to bring myself to a place that's that's above that. That that should be, I think, the the, the structure. And I do think that there is a place, a pure place of giving. I think that there is that doesn't have uh, ulterior motives. One last thing. One of the biggest challenges that that couples speak about is, uh, particularly men, get themselves into a rut where they find themselves that their wives are nudging them. They're bothering them. They're asking, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? It's a pretty common uh, challenge that people have. One of the reasons that 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 challenge appears is because there was something lacking in the Hakaras Kvoda. Let me describe an example where this, uh, this nudging comes out. You're thinking about what to do in the summer. And uh, you and your wife have been discussing. And you made a list for yourself. I'm going to get in touch with Ruvain from Camp So-and-So and Shimon from Camp So-and-So. And maybe we'll do this summer, Kolo. So you've got a bunch of possibilities that you discussed with your wife. And it, it seems like every day your wife is asking you, did you call this one? Did you speak to this one? Did you speak to this one? And... It's, become, it's becoming a little bit of a drain. I would like to be mechadesh tonight that a large part of the nudging, the nudging, where you yourself don't have the answers. No, I left a message by Ruvain and he didn't get back to me yet. So I'll call him back in two days from now. A lot of times is your wife is looking for more teamwork on the topic. The nudging is not about whether you call Ruvain or Shimon. It's your wife's way of saying, I want to feel that we're doing this more together. That you're involving me in the process. So when she's feeling that she is in some way being locked out, she's trying to find a way to come back in. Now, most people would do the opposite. If you had a friendship that wasn't doing so well, right? So your friend, if your friend feels that he's, Ruvain feels that Shimon's not reciprocating, Shimon's like, just, so Ruvain will go, we'll find another friend. But your wife, that's, that's, that's the worst thing in the world possible. Veli Sheikh Chuka Seif. She wants that teamwork to work. So she will do things that will actually be, counterproductive in the relationship, 
but it's her way of doing everything she can to try to come back to that place of teamwork. That time, that, that she feels that you want to do this summer with her and not without her, whether you're physically together or not. With her means that she has a sense that we're doing this all together. So a lot of times the nudging, the solution to the nudging is, did you really ask her how she feels about the summer? Did you really ask her what her thoughts were about the summer? Or you told her that you're going to call Ruven Shimon and Levi. Did you really discuss her feelings with her? Obviously, that's going to be a very, very important avoda that we're going to have to spend a lot of time talking about, and that's discussing her feelings. So just to summarize, this you have to describe what we had, to, what we had tonight. Hakaris Kvoda, the Bala Mor, about the nefesh of a person being the Kavod. Hakaras Kvoda is not just stam thank you, as Zach bore out in his question. It's not just stam thank you, it's the recognition of everything about who she is and appreciation of everything that she is. And of course, in our review, we didn't mention this before, and of course to remind ourselves what was the reason that we decided that we wanted to get married, what were the things, all the things that you appreciated her, and, and so on and so forth. That is hod. Hoda, that recognition creates the hod. That's, and that's where the neshamos reconnect. That's where the neshamos reach that uh, tremendous, tremendous place. And the way in which going about doing it is recognizing where the socks come from. And for someone else, it might be a different avoda. For me, it might be recognizing the socks. And for someone else, it might be an entirely, entirely different thing. The amazing paradox that HaKadosh Baruch the amazing gift, one of the most amazing gifts that HaKadosh Baruch has given us, us men, is this phenomenon of Eli Sheikh Chukasek that she wants to give, she wants to be doing it. But the moment in which there isn't that Hakar's Kvoda, then you've turned her chasvachali into a cleaning lady, cook, and prostitute. And there's nothing more devastating for a woman, uh, for a woman than, than that. Rabbi Sarol Salanter taught us two Yisodos that the compliment on the soup is like the Chiddush in the Rambam. Yisrael Salanter pointed out that it's just not enough to give gifts. We have to really, really spend time thinking about how we're really connecting with those with those uh, with those gifts and then the Talmidim asked a few questions to clarify and then finally the phenomenon of a nudj is often coming from a place where she really wants to come back to that place where there's a sense of that teamwork where the neshams are going together so she's going to do everything she can before she gives up to bring to that place and therefore, our responsibility is, wait a second, am I really conveying to her that I'm being ma'arich of where her neshama is? Now sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes we just don't want to go there because we're lazy. It's a lot easier for us, you know, she's going to have a half-hour discussion about what she wants to do this summer and you just want to go to sleep. But she, but she, but she needs that. That's Akaris Kvoda. Who should give a siyata d'shmaya to be able to live on a little bit less sleep, and to be able to be marbe kvod shemayim, and that will come through hakaras kvodah. Next week we'll begin in Mir Hashem some more practical topics, not the conceptual idea, but jump into some more uh, practical topics. Have a great Shabbos.